Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio today is Alyssa Chu of Anchor Taiwan, and she's actually the founder and CEO of Anchor Taiwan. But let's、uh, meet Alyssa first. Hi, Alyssa. Hello, Shirley. Yes, you are from Taiwan. You said you are from Tainan, actually. Yes, born in Tainan. Right, right. But then、um, you came up here to Taipei for high school. No, I first came up for elementary school. And、uh-huh. I went to Hualien. Actually, spent quite a few years over there, and came back to Taipei again for my senior high school. Then, actually, you graduated in high school from Taipei. Then you went abroad to Canada. Yes. Yeah. Why did you choose Canada? I mean, you went to a local school here in Taipei. Yes, I did. And did a lot of classmates kind of also went abroad to study college or? Not that many, actually. So at the time, it was more of a family decision. So I went to、oh. Canada first. Went to Vancouver for my undergrad and to Toronto. You mean your parents moved with you to Canada?、Uh, my mom. Oh. Yeah. Oh yes. You know we do have a lot of Taiwanese families where you know the mom, mostly it's the mom who would then accompany their child and study abroad in for college or you know further education, while the father kind of stays here、mm-hmm. and、uh, you know, the breadwinner of the family kind of thing. Yeah, that's very common here in Taiwan. But anyway, then you went to Canada. I'm sure it was quite an eye opener for you. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, your English was already very good then. Not really. I remember the first class that I went,、uh, I was so stressed out because it was a very intensive summer course, and participation actually accounts for twenty percent. Uh huh. The grade, and I remember, you know, like being typically a straight A student. I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, if I don't speak up in class, then automatically my maximum is eighty percent. And of course, you know, I couldn't really do that. But at the same time, my English was not that great. So I remember every class before the class, I would be so nervous about, okay, what can I talk about today? And、uh-huh. I will like rehearse over and over and over again. And sometimes I was still too nervous to to really say anything in class. So yeah, it was it was quite it was kind of like、um, almost like traumatic experience for me in the beginning.、Uh, you know, it seems like、um, you were probably an A student in high school because you look. It seems like you have very high expectations of yourself. I do work hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well,、um, I heard that your major was economics、um, yes. in college in Canada, which was same here.、Mm-hmm. But、um, you actually fell in love with it. Yeah, I feel like I was fascinated when I discover. This whole new world, because especially when I first studied Econ One Hundred One and One Hundred Two, by moving two curves, you know, like <laughs> demand and supply, you can explain so many different things in the world. And I, I can rem-、yeah. I remember demand and supply, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but then a lot of that, I think,、uh, fundamentally, is about humans' decision. I think it's a lot about psychology, about rationality of human beings, and I think ultimately that's why I'm so fascinated about economics. Ah, it crosses many different disciplines. Yeah. Huh, I never saw it that way. <laughs> okay, so then you went on for masters, did yes. you? Yes. Yes.、Uh, in the same field, related.、Or? So I did a joint sort of like program with MBA with a specialization in finance and a master in economics. You told me that you actually were thinking about law. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but then because you know of the different I don't know educational system and policies that you didn't you weren't able to get into that directly from being a, a foreign student. But anyway, I guess you must be glad that it didn't turn out that way. Although 
Are you still thinking about aiming for a law degree sometime in later in your life? I'm not sure. You know, like、uh, I guess you never say never to life. You never know. I I'm quite happy that I ended up kind of like studying economics. However, I always still feel like I have this embedded sort of like sense of justice in me. <laughs> And、mm. I, again, I think law is something fascinating.、Uh, however, I do I do feel very thankful with what I have got so far. Yeah. So you have that sense of like being fair about everything,、yes. right? The first job though that you got. Which I saw, I you know, when I first heard about it, it's just amazing. You actually, the first job was on the trading floor. Yes, <laughs> you know, I can only call that intense. I could never find myself in that position because I think that would be so so nerve wracking. Maybe it's something I don't know about, you know, the job itself. So、mm. is it as nerve wracking as everybody else sees it as it is? It was indeed quite intense, and you have to remember, I was this immigrant kid, female. Minority and on the trading floor with majority of white dudes, essentially. Yeah,、uh, that was in, in in Toronto. But I think initially I got in maybe sort of because of this ignorance, because you know, like I didn't really know that much about this whole Wall Street world. I was just you know in love with economics and I just love what I did. So I went in, I got this job, and it was quite a learning curve for me. So I definitely have learned a lot about. The dark side of、um, <laughs> <laughs> of the world,、uh-huh. and learn a lot about myself as well. Yeah, yeah. How long did you do that job? I was over there, so it was a co-op. Co-op. So I was there for about six months for my first sort of like experience on the trading floor, and I had to、um, go back to school to finish my master's degree, during which I got an offer to move to Hong Kong by J.P. Morgan, and that brought me back to Asia. Oh, okay. Um, can you remind what's J.P. Morgan? Well, what kind yeah, of company、oh, is that? J.P. Morgan is one of the biggest investment banks in the world. Right. And um, yeah, they also have corporate banking, retail bankings, a multinational company. All right. You know, I I, I can't. I I need to clear this. Um, talking back on being um, you know, on the trading floor. For those of us who are outsiders, we always think that it has to do with speed,、mm. being quick. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose big opportunities, lose like tons of money or something like that.、Mm-hmm. Is that really?、Uh, so- it can be true, actually.、Uh, even though I think it's a lot about speed, but it's also about making the judgments correctly. Oh gosh! So How can you <laughs> watching the time and yet you have to make try to make the best judgment? That's that's inhumane. Well,、um, it's part of the training, and I think that's also why, even till now, I tend to act and work, you know, like very, very fast. fast. Yeah, because I think a lot of that probably had something to do with the training back then. Because for us, every split seconds, it can be millions of dollars. I know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, people like you need to forgive me because I'm a slow person. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get slower. I try to basically have the balance. Yeah, I mean, you should slow down and enjoy life, right?、Mm. No, I'm sure you can still enjoy life and be fast person. <laughs> But anyway, okay, so um, so you came back to Taiwan, yeah, and you've been back in Taiwan for how long now? Now I pretty much started spending more and more time in Taiwan since I started Anchor Taiwan. Oh so, right. Yeah. In between, I was in Hong Kong for quite many years, and afterwards I went traveling around the world, moved myself to Silicon Valley. Till now, I still have a base in San Francisco, but increasingly I am moving my focus back to Taiwan. Okay. So you say you travel a lot around the world, but it's for work or is it for leisure? Both. 
both. Yeah. You first started Anchor Taiwan in Taiwan, though, and then you have your branch office in San Francisco. No, I no. I first started Anchor Taiwan. It's kind of hard to define where, frankly. At the time, I had my base in San Francisco, and I went came back to Taiwan for Christmas. And pretty much originally, I was gonna go back to San Francisco after New Year, but I saw this opportunity, and th there's this drive and motivation in me to do something related to Taiwan. So I thought, okay, I should probably do something about this, um, essentially the idea of Anchor Taiwan. So that's what I did. I extended my stay in Taiwan. I didn't go back after New Year. I essentially stayed here till about Valentine's Day. Uh -huh. and, and then I went back. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but at the time, I still was mainly based in San Francisco. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Wait, I feel like we kind of made a big jump from you were working for J.P. Morgan and then you got the opportunity to to be transferred to Taiwan. How you went from working for a company to being your own, bo your own boss? We kind of made a big jump there. <laughs> how, how did that happen? Yeah. I'm missing something here. Yeah, so I started my career in Hong Kong with JP Morgan. And afterwards, I joined a UK hedge fund as a trader and a, a portfolio manager, basically overlooking convertible bond strategies for Pan Asia. But after several years, I started feeling that, you know, like, although on the surface, it seems like I have got a lot of things that people are looking for, but I was still searching for that sense of purpose. So in 2013, finally, I had enough courage to pull the trigger to leave my job. And so the first thing that I did was I went traveling around the world. I really wanted to explore to find out what I want. And I think the first thing is to educate myself about the world and myself. And then one thing after another, I brought myself to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And if eventually I relocated myself there. Okay. How long were you traveling around? Pretty much almost uh, over a year, actually. Over a year. Yeah. How did you how did you plan your itinerary? Uh, because I had you were on your own, right? <laughs> mostly on my own. I had always been a big traveler, even when I was still working full time. So I've been to a lot of places in the world. So during Great. that one year, I thought, okay, I should go to places where it's harder to explore when I'm working full time. Because at the time, I didn't know that I would end up starting my own company. I thought, mm. you know, like maybe after some time, I'll go back and have another full time job. Mm. So. I met out three areas that I wanted to explore that typically would be harder for people who have limited holiday time. And those are the Middle East, mm -hmm. Latin America, Eastern Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I did. So each time I will go out for a big chunk, like maybe like in between one to three months of intensive sort of like traveling to these major areas and then come back to my base, Hong Kong again. Wow, you must be great at planning, you know, vacation trips for anybody who doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I still can't imagine. I mean, just taking your time, enjoying every place, every destination that you come to, and really absorbing and sinking in on the culture and everything. Each country you spend like, what, how, how long? I it mean, depends. Uh, from, depends. Yeah, a couple of days to even like half a month, one month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And meeting people there, yeah, making meeting friends. A lot of people at the time. I but you're thought, a woman. Yeah. You're traveling all by yourself. <laughs> you're so brave. 
Well, you know, you know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, there are things that you have to watch out. But sometimes that's also an advantage because it's, it's easier to build connections with the locals. They don't see you as a threat, so it's easier. Especially for me at the time, my goal is to have a documentary photography story、oh, for、right. each country that、okay. I visit. So yeah, that makes actually it's it's easy for me to build that relationship with the people. All right, you grew up with、uh, this hobby, photography. Ah,、mm-hmm. uh, and so that that is one of the well part of the reason why you went traveling is because you love photography so much. No, no.、Uh, mm, um, it's a an added bonus. And, and, yeah. yeah, you just said you were you were going to make a documentary, right? Photography. Yeah, at the time for each country that I went visiting, I wanted to. Record as part of the reason and the drive to deepen my connections and my experience with that country. I gave myself a goal. I wanted to have a documentary story of each country that I visited.、Yeah. So yeah, either I have some knowledge about this country already about stories that I want to tell, or very often I will land in a new city and I will start talking to local people to discover stories that move me, to meet people that I might want to highlight through my pictures. Right. Okay. So you were taking pictures. So tons of pictures. I'm sure you still have them in stock. That that is amazing. So you were like interviewing these people. Yeah, interviewing and also very often, maybe in the beginning,、uh, interviewing them, understanding their life, their stories. But very often, once I start documenting, then I want to be almost invisible. I want to be just basically following them. I want to really just record their life. So、mm-hmm. yeah, when I am in action, then very often I'm just silent. I'm in the background. I want them to just kind of like ignore me and do their own things. That is amazing. Oh, that sounds like so much fun! It's exciting and such. You know, you collected a whole lot of all these beautiful memories、mm. from all these travels and all these people. Yeah, obviously you had to look for people who could speak English. Yeah, or you, <laughs> or you rely on body language or interpreters. Oh, we call them fixers、um, in the photography world. You brought along some people with you? No. No, you. So you just found you some local. Be, yeah, it's essentially to, almost like being a founder. You have to hustle. You have to be resourceful. You have to find your way around. In next week's in the spotlight, Elisa Chu will talk about what exactly is Anchor Taiwan. For in the spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. 